0: Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Spark of rebellion.
1: Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars show that brings you news, reviews, random spotlights, and all things fun from a galaxy far, far away. I. I'm one of your hosts, the Jedi Padawan always trailing on the back of the robes of my Jedi master, Mr. Gary To who is back in the hot seat with me this week. How are you doing, dude?
0: I'm really well, thank you. I've missed you, buddy. We've uh, had a, a week or so apart, and yeah, I've just I've missed recording and chatting Star Wars dude.
1: Oh, we missed the Star Wars bants. and I can tell from your face that you love the way that I describe you every week. <laughs>
0: I'm running out of counter compliments.
1: It's not a counter compliment mate. You don't have to it's it, you know it's you don't give to receive. you have Santa.
0: You're just yeah, you like Star Wars the the Santa of Star Wars just dishing out everything. I feel I feel humble man that. every week. Well, uh, well,
1: you know, I appreciate you saying that but uh yeah, I'll take that as well. The Santa of Star Wars. <laughs> expect to hear that today. Well, uh, from the center of Star Wars and Gary Aylett himself, like I said, this is Sparker Rebellion. We've got some some fun stuff. It's always nice to be back recording together and we have got some pretty cool stuff coming up. We've got a little bit of gaming news. In fact, three quarters of our news is around gaming, which is interesting today. We've got a bit of Battlefront 3, got a little bit of classic gaming for Star Wars fans and a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order. And of course, we'll be wrapping the show up with our random spotlight. So there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up. But before we dig into any of that, remember you can join the Spark of Rebellion Tribe over on Patreon. You can grab one of those amazing stickers. They're pretty cool. I've got one on my laptop, got one on my iPad. Try to put one on my forehead as much as I can as well. Remember Timmy Mallet, guys? Used to stick stuff all over, didn't he? Stick a little... Yeah. <laughs> you are now the Timmy Mallet of Star Wars. <laughs> and you get it on the head like this and on your chin like this. So, you can not only get a sticker, but you can make that sticker look like a Timmy Mallet style plaster on your forehead just by heading over to patreon.com forward slash sparker rebellion. We appreciate your support. And maybe you want to have a bit of banter. Maybe you want to debate with us the finer points of our news, our review, our random spotlight. You can do all of that on Twitter or Instagram. There are two main social channels. Quick search for sparker rebellion, give us a little follow, and we'll be there interacting with you so guys we're back in the hot seat dude we are back together like the chuckle brothers changing the world one laugh at a time what's the week been like for you dude what's what's been going on in the world of star wars for mr g mr g uh
0: yeah i like that back in the hot seat uh yeah it's been hyped up uh getting hyped up for more rise of skywalker stuff one thing that you and i are going to come on to in our review and discussion is the the wrap-up Big epic trailer that they put together at D23. So that's got everybody jumping through hoops and going crazy about episode nine. So getting on that train, a bit more reading, a bit more progress through Master and Apprentice, which is all good. I'm about two thirds of the way through that. That's a cracking story. So that's gonna be good to sit down and review that with you at some point. And I've also pretty much finished the Dooku audiobook. I've got one more chapter to listen to, although I think I'm going to have to re-listen to that one. Because I've had it on in the background for a couple of days while I've been working and so on. And I feel like I've missed a couple of key little conversations and stuff. It's pretty much there in my head, but it's like 85%. So it's been Mm -hmm. a cracking listen so far, but I feel like I need another listen through. And I was really surprised on how much is focused on what's her face rather than Dooku for a large portion of the story. Um what's her face, Mark? What's uh, her face? Uh Ventress, Asaj
1: Ventress. That's one.
0: Yeah. I was surprised that it's focused a lot on her character and mm-hmm. her relationship with Dooku and stuff. So that was really cool. And other than that, cracking away on the old battlefront too. We had the triple XP event a couple of weeks ago, so I leveled up a couple of my characters to some pretty sweet levels. And I think they're doing a double XP event every Wednesday. For the next few weeks, so if you want to level up your character, Wednesday is the day to do that. At the moment, other than that, month, other than that, meet, not too much. What about you?
1: Well, I've been a little bit off the battlefront train. I need to get back onto that. There's some dub XP kicking in. Although I've just got Gears of War Five landed today in my inbox, so I'm like, no, that <laughs> might be a weekend job. Um, what have I done? Star Wars. I've st- okay, yeah. So actually, since the last time we spoke. Or oh, maybe, maybe since then. I've finished the old Dark Disciple book, um, which was interesting. It seems to be like a a bit of a Dooku and Ventress session at the minute. I don't know why, but it seems everything's focused around then that I seem to be hearing about. And uh, this Dark Disciple was no different. It was it was set right at the end of the Clone Wars, uh, which is really, really interesting with Quinlan Voss And it was one of the old Clone Wars TV show storylines that never got filmed. Really badass book, man. Really, really good book, and it bookends um, Dooku and Asajj Ventress's journey, really. Um, So that reading that around the same time as Jedi Lost and Master and Apprentices, it's almost like a trilogy, dude. It's it's brilliant, really good. Um, And then I started last night. I started um, what's the one with Kanan and and Harrison Dull, the one before Rebels. I forget the name of it. It's it's something like, not Fallen Order, it's like New Order or so, yeah, New Order, something like that. So I kind of just started that last night, which is a prequel to Rebels, which has been pretty sweet. So I'm enjoying that one. Um, The really nifty thing with that one is, like, Obi-Wan is everywhere in these things. I know we talked about the TV show over the last couple of episodes, but, like, Obi-Wan is threaded throughout all of this new literature, which is awesome. Um... And the beginning of this book in particular is very, very cool. Um, I'll, not, I'll not spoil it, but it links directly to Revenge of the Sith, which I think is super. So that's what I've been enjoying, bro. Um, it's been a really, really good one. And just the usual Star Wars stuff, looking for news and checking out the trailers and the saga stuff. Um, so it's been a good one, dude. It's been a good one. Um... You know, there's not really been that much this week that's come out. Obviously, we talked about some of the D23 stuff over the last few episodes, talked about the Mandalorian trailer, we talked about the Obi-Wan TV show. I did a bit of a solo monologue last week on that one. Um, enjoyed that, dude. So it, it, I liked your thoughts on that. Thanks, it. man.
0: Hmm.
1: I appreciate that. It was good to kind of brain dump. But I mean, it's been a pretty quiet week, hasn't it, really, when we're looking at the news. there's It's, it's really gaming news mm-hmm. this week, um, which leads me to the first... The first piece of use, which is that that cover art. The Jedi Fallen Order release is obviously coming up, which which is looking, it's looking pretty sweet, man. You know that's going to be a pretty awesome game from what I can tell. And they released the cover art, which you'd spotted, um, and it looks pretty bloody cool, doesn't it? it looks pretty cool. Do you want to do you want to describe that out? Because you've got a much better t- way of describing things than I have. What, what's this artwork all about?
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's the a trend that seems to happen throughout Star Wars releases, especially the movies and TV and I suppose not so much Star Wars in the video game universe, but these arts of books have been a thing for the last, I don't know, five to ten years I suppose-ish, something like that, where something comes out, a movie or a video game, and then they follow it up. Whichever studio has made it, they'll put a book together showing all of the concept art progressively through to release and notes around character design, level design, all that jazz. And we're getting that kind of book for Jedi Fallen Order, which is awesome. And they put out a cover for it, I think, a week ago, just under a week ago. And it looks really nice. I've seen the textless version as well, like the image itself, which would make a really cool phone wallpaper, by the way. If you can find it without the the logo on the text, it would be really cool. And it looks like a it's the the main character going through... I'm assuming this is some kind of dark side thing because Star Wars is very good at that visual language where anything that's like dark granite grey with red normally, that's normally indicative of something to do with Sith or dark side stuff. So you've got the main character with his... The, the only thing that's in contrast to that is his blue lightsaber. Everything else looks very dark sidey. It's like a really huge... I can't describe it. It's like a like a big mausoleum or something like that he's walking into it and there's all these statues and figures of these things reaching out to him and stuff it just looks so badass really cool uh, the content of the book itself there's not too much uh, in the way of that we know it's going to be a hardcover to begin with which is kind of unusual because normally these books are sort of the soft paperback uh, editions but it's going to be hardback and a little bit of blurb on it just goes on to say it's like detailed concept of all the new characters weapons equipment uh, locations and all that stuff. I look at behind the scenes of the production. So going through, I'm assuming, from early concepts through to development and release and so on. And this is from Dark Horse Books. And I think it comes out, I did look at this on Amazon earlier, it's out in November. So mid to the end of November on Amazon, you can order it now. It's about 30 squids at the moment, but I imagine that will come down a little bit. I can't imagine it'll be 30 quid. You what, footy pound? I don't think it'll be 30 sheets, mate, by the time it's out, probably 20 quid.
1: Fry manky, all long, but 30
0: pound. Yeah, I don't think it'll be 30 worse. quid somehow. Yeah.
1: No, that's like uh, when you see those stores that have got like 70% off all the time. You're like, wait a minute, all the time? It's like DFS. You know, they've always got a sale on those guys. But no, all joking aside, it's uh, this is pretty, pretty badass artwork, you know, for the cover. And, do you know, I'll tell you what it it, it reminds me of, dude, and I, I don't know if this is intended symmetry. Reminds me of when Anakin walks into the Jedi Temple with a 501st yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's kind of the flipped it. You're walking into what looks like a Jedi Temple and you've got the souls around him as opposed to the, the clones. And uh, he's even doing that same kind of, you know, almost that kind of march in right up the centre. So it's pretty cool, dude. It's pretty cool. Do you think you're going to get this? Is it one of those where you're like, do I love... Like, okay, in fact, I'm going to ask you a question, actually. Would you buy this kind of book based on your love for the game or your love for artwork around Star Wars in general? Like, what what would make you buy this? Would you have to fall in love with the game to buy it or would it just... Would it would it warrant a place just because you love Star Wars and design and conceptual stuff?
0: Yeah, I think the latter. I've got yeah. yeah I've got quite a few books around just design and concept art in general so I'm a, a sucker for that stuff anyway and the fact that this is for, for a Star Wars game is a bit of a bonus so I'll probably pick it up not for 30 quid <laughs> but I'll probably pick it up pounds. I'll probably pick it up if it drops down in price a wee bit yeah I I'll, I think I'll pick nice. it up just not at 30 quid What about you
1: Yeah it's one of those where I'd pick it up like honour, honour, on a honestly on like one of those bargain bucket, like when you go to like the book workshop in four years' time. I'm like Oh, yeah, I'll get that one. Because I love the artwork and I love all that stuff. But I know what I'm like, mate. I'll stick it on my coffee table and it'll make a really nice coaster for about two years. And I'll just every now and again pick it up. Um, so, yeah, I know you've got more of a design angle than me, but it does look pretty cool. Um, right, so let's get on to the next bit of news. We've got a fair bit to get through with this one. The next bit is... So David Prowse, obviously, as we know, it's the man behind Darth Vader's physicality. He's actually the guy that trained Christopher Reeve to bulk up for the Superman role as well. He was a former bodybuilder and someone has put, uh, Mark John has put together what looks to be a a, a kind of biography, you know, a bit of a documentary, light side. It is called A Journey with David Prowse. And there's an official trailer that's come out on Vimeo. And of course, we'll put the links in the show notes. So Looks quite interesting. The trailer just looks to be um, a nice kind of homage to someone that has played a very pivotal role in two franchises, and and, and obviously primarily the role of Darth Vader. But he's also one of those people that's done a heck of a lot more than you think. Like, he's been influential on the conference circuit, on the... the, um, on the what's the word convention scene is is very much a little bit like Anthony Daniels and and so on where he's very much around the people the culture um you know he's really focused on that over over the last what five decades four decades so david prowse is is really at the the the, the middle of this subculture is right at the center of it and it's quite a cute thing you know i know it sounds really kind of condescending but the trailer itself is quite cute it's quite nice it's It's not anything that's going to make you desperately want to see. But to me, it was just one of those, do you know what? Friday night, a couple of whiskies. That's going to be all right. You know, that'll be all right. That'll be a nice little hour. So what about you, dude? What did you make of this? Is this something that you're excited for?
0: I am excited for this one, dude, for a couple of reasons, really. The first one is I'm hoping that they're going to dish a little bit of dirt in the trailer because David Krause is known for being a bit of a well, they mention it in the trailer. He's like the bad boy of Mm -hmm. Star Wars because there's lots, nothing's, I don't think anything's ever been confirmed. No one's confirmed this, but he apparently had a bit of a falling out with George Lucas at one point and a couple of other people from Lucasfilm. And he was supposedly banned from attending official Star Wars conventions and stuff like that for a while. So I'm hoping that he irons out some of that stuff because that's all been basically Chinese whispers for a long time. So I'm hoping I'm going to get some clarification on that just because I'm nosy for that stuff. But secondly, it's cool to see him winding down because he's quite ill at the moment. I think he had to stop the convention scene about a year ago just because he was too poorly to to go to all the events and so on. But when I did, I, I've met him before at a convention and he's, he was really nice and he kind of gets a bad rap quite a bit old Prousy because at conventions he's for some reason he's known as being a bit grumpy and a bit moody and I tell you dude when I I met two star wars people I think this was back in uh 7 8 years ago I met David Prouse and Kenny Baker at a convention and Kenny Baker was the grumpiest most miserable little sod he, he was like I don't know if he was hungry or something but you know he was I went up to the desk and said hi Kenny how are you doing really nice to meet you he's like all uh, right yeah and then he turned to his assistant. He's like, where's my bloody sandwich? Let me bloody sandwich? I've got be sending these bloody photos when I'm hungry. And he's just kicking off. And I'm just standing there like, okay. All right. So I had like a three-second chat with him, which consisted of, yeah, thanks. All right, nice to meet you. Bye. When I went to see David Prowse, it was lovely. Like I had a five, six-minute chat with him. He was really, really nice. So David Prowse, I think he gets a bad rap. I don't know if that's justified or not I'm not sure but my experience is he's a really nice guy so yeah I think I'm up for this mate yeah good man
1: no I like the sound of that and it's uh you've always got a a, a very special place for people that you've obviously shaken hands with and 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 you you've kind of had that experience with so I completely get that dude. it was always for me it was always one of those people that would do kind of like not the surprising conferences but you know like the whole, okay, you're going to be at London Film and Comic Con. But then also he was the kind of guy that would do Sheffield. And then you'd see him at Thought Bubble in Leeds. It was, you know, it was one of those guys that was, it, it, it seemed to be, and I'm sure this is a professional thing. Like, okay, look, I'm going to make a bit of brass doing this. But ultimately, I think when you've achieved a certain level, um, it's easy to say no to the three, four hundred people events. Um, and like you said, he just never seemed to be that person. He always seemed to want to get involved. And uh, like I said, he's played a huge part in pop culture. I, I think I, I think the, the, the common fan wouldn't necessarily know that. It's interesting that it's the real kind of geeks that are like, holy crap, this is amazing. You know, this is fantastic. Anyway, moving on gaming. What about that old Battlefront? So guys, obviously you're a big Battlefront 2 guy. Um, I'm I enjoy it. I like it, but we I just don't get a chance to play it quite uh, as much as I'd like to. But it's it's still pretty badass, mate, isn't it? It's still getting the upgrades, like you said. They're running the double XP and triple XP uh, events, so it's, it really is a, a pretty kick-ass game. And it's, I mean, the, the the amount of content they're continually putting out is still fantastic. It's becoming more and more valuable. So I don't think this comes as a surprise. I think we've actually kind of mentioned this over the last few weeks, anyway. It's kind of been confirmed that Battlefront Three isn't coming anytime soon. Now, like I said, I personally met, I didn't really see this as that much of a shock and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't have either.
0: No, I think it's more to do with the games industry as a whole rather than specific to Battlefront 2 and the series. I think the one of the developers over at DICE was basically said, we're not following the typical model that you might have seen a few years prior to this where a lot of video games where they had a bunch of features in that game and then you might have a couple of DLC packs and then all of the complaints or all of the bugs or anything that they wanted to do, they will they put it into a backlog somewhere. It's like, right, we're going to fix all that stuff. That's going to be in the next one. So whatever that's going to be. But they've shied away from that now because they've realized that Battlefront 2 has actually been a good vehicle to add tons of content to the game since release. And they haven't had to do much in the way of... The game engine, in terms of upgrades, I mean, visually and graphically, it still looks, it looked gorgeous when it launched anyway, but they haven't had to do much with that stuff. So they can just keep the engine as it is, just tweak it as they go. And they just continually add content, doing events all the time. And then we've got the roadmap, which they update fairly uh, regularly. So that's got some Rise of Skywalker stuff coming later on in the year, plus some other little bits. And then whatever we're going to see, I personally, I don't think we're going to see any more Battlefront gamage in terms of brand new stuff until next gen but i don't think that's going to be until 2021 after the next gen consoles have come out and so on so i think we're with battlefront 2 is going to be with us for at least another year at very least i think they're just going to continually roll stuff out so like you said man not much of a shock on this one but battlefront 3 is not happening anytime soon Confirmed. So,
1: dust off, dust off the old Battlefront Two, and keep playing that one, which is not a absolutely not a bad thing at all. It's still an absolute badass of a game. So, definitely, definitely keep digging that out. And get us on Xbox Live. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll shoot some gamer tags out. Come and join us. Now, speaking of gaming, dude, um, there's a couple of a couple of bits of interesting news that came out of the Nintendo event this week. So, Nintendo held an event where, inevitably, they always announce kind of extra games that they're developing. Um, as we know. Nintendo Online features a lot of the old SNES games, so they'll throw a lot of SNES games out. Um, I think they announced uh, Metroid, they announced uh, Super Mario World was joining. But they also announced that they were porting a couple of Star Wars games over. They were porting Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Knight Jedi Academy to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I've got to be honest with you, dude, never played any of those games. They were in my gaming dark ages, so I'm excited to get my hands on them because they've kind of got this old PS1 age charm to them where the polygons are still actual polygons and everything's looking pretty uh, pretty clunky, but I'm sure there's a charm to them and the gameplay, from what I've read, seems to be pretty sweet. So have you touched these before? Have these? Have you played these?
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, so Jedi... Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is one of my favourite Star Wars games ever. This is a belter of a game. This is one of those, uh, it's part of the legend stuff I suppose, none of it is canon and essentially you, the reason why it's cool is because it, it it doesn't force you to play as one of the main characters. This is a completely separate area of the Star Wars universe and Although some of the characters jump in and out uh, a little bit over the, the course of the game, it's mainly you play as a character called Kyle Catan, And you're basically a... You, you were a stormtrooper years ago, but then you deferred over. And it turns out that you're a force user as well, so all that stuff. I'm not going to spoil If anyone hasn't played it, I won't throw too many spoilers in, but it's essentially a, a third-person... I think you can go into first-person, maybe. can't remember. It's a third-person uh, adventure. Game It's kind of linear. It's not open world. It takes you through a series of levels and adventures and all that stuff. And it's just really, it's one of those games where, although it doesn't use the main characters, it absolutely feels like Star Wars, like the atmosphere is all there, all the sound effects, the music, John Williams, it's all in there. So it's a fantastic game. And it really feels like you're, you're part of the Star Wars universe, but you're not inside the main story arc, if that makes sense. So it's a cracking game. And then Jedi Academy. I haven't played that one as much. I think i got about halfway through years ago. And uh, so that one's going to be cool as well. And these are coming out to the Nintendo Switch and then to the PS4. I don't know if it's going to be on the same date, release date. It could be. But I don't own a Switch. So thank God they're coming to the PlayStation because I do have a PS4. So all good, dude. You don't have a PlayStation, but you do have... Do you have a Switch? No, you have Xbox, right?
1: I've got an Xbox and a Switch. I bought a Switch because of of all the travelling that we do um, for work. So it was it, it was interesting to see this kind of strategy kicking in, where people are adding a lot more to the Switch. And even though, I mean, the Switch you're always penalised on on the quality of the of the, uh, the the graphics, and you're paying a fortune for the portability of it. Don't get me wrong; you're paying like forty fifty quid a chuck um, for a game. But when they're doing things like this and putting them through Switch Online. It's worth a look. You know, I love my Switch for the for the, the playability of it. It's still the best, most playable console, I believe, you know, for, 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 for everything out there that, that is on there. It's just so playable. Um, so I, the, the ability to be able to take a Star Wars game on the road with me when I'm traveling for work is... Uh, I really like that because, you know, when I'm like, I'm, I love the old Star Wars content. So to be able to game <laughs> in the Star Wars universe is, is brilliant, mate. So I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be awesome. And I've never played the games. So for me, it's... Um, it's all brand new, you know.
0: Yeah, it's good. I think you'll like um, Jedi Outcast, dude. Just throw an, an hour or so at a time if you're traveling. Would be good.
1: Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. They'll be coming out very, very soon. Um, have we got a date on those? Actually, what date? Yeah, came September. Out I
0: think it's the end of the end of September, twenty fourth.
1: Oh yeah, twenty yeah. fourth. There we go. Um, that's pretty sweet. Cool. We'll check out that guys. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. I'm sure you can get a little bit more information from there. Now. Before we get to the review and discussion section, just a quick reminder that you can join the Spark of Rebellion Tribe over on Patreon. Now, the way that this works, honestly, is that we rely on listener support to just reinvest back into the show. We put everything into this ourselves, and honestly... Everything that comes through Patreon, we take and we reinvest back in the show, whether that's new equipment to make us sound better, whether that's editing, whether that's extra content that we put out or fantastic merchandise for our patrons. It all goes back into the show. So if you do like the show and if you want to support us, it would be amazing. We'd really, really appreciate it. And you can do that at patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. So, dude, this is a big one. This is a big one. So we had D23 a couple of weeks ago. And there was some pretty cool stuff. There was some gaming news. There was obviously the Mandalorian trailer came out. There was a new Rise of Skywalker trailer, new Rise of Skywalker poster. Heck of a lot of stuff that came out. But one of the things that probably affected us the most was, I suppose it's a trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, but basically it's a trailer for the Skywalker saga. It's it's the advertisement that this saga, these characters that have defined this generation are frankly coming to an end. And they put together this stunning trailer, which brings together everything from Phantom Menace right through to The Rise of Skywalker. And dude, it's pretty badass. It is, it is, it's very well done. And it reminds us, it certainly reminded me that these films are connected, you know, they've never felt that connected, apart from a few throwaway comments in Last Jedi, which I loved, you know, the whole Luke Skywalker finally referencing Darth Sidious, and and, 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 and referencing what happened throughout the prequel era, I thought was, you know, finally, we have been waiting for that. So this trailer just does a beautiful job of getting us there. Um... I was impressed with it, dude. I thought the editing was great. There was a couple of interesting things that I noted um, about the, the the Rise of Skywalker trailer that I wonder if they kind of link into this. So just overall, mate, I thought this was solid. What about you? you? Obviously, you'll have watched it a thousand times like me.
0: Yeah, it's one of those trailers that you can watch so many times and it doesn't lose its impact. The way that they've put this together is so good. And the first half, I'll be honest with you, mate, the first half I teared up a little bit. Because that the the, I'm I'm assuming it's recent music from John Williams, if not new music for the film. But it's the it's the Force theme, but it's done slightly differently. It's got that big. They they I think they've done it since the Force Awakens in the music where it's that big echoey piano, like the piano keys that sort of big and echoey that go along with the strings and stuff, and the way that they've they, the, the particular clips that they've selected from the older films as well, is when you put them all together with that music, it's like, it's like, oh, it's just an emotional wallop. It just reminds you of all of the amazing stuff that's come before. And then it just plants you, in like the last 20 seconds, it's just a full-on, this is what you're going to get in The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, yeah, it's a fantastic, I've, I think I've watched it about 20 times or something. It's, I never get tired of that one, but... And I think the the cool thing about it is it does remind you of everything that's gone before. So it has got that retrospective feel to it. But then the last bit, it does actually throw in there a couple of really key moments that have got fandom going crazy about is this a real thing? Is it a vision? Whatever. And we'll obviously come on to those. But uh, the two things are obviously the dark ray when you see her with the double lightsaber that flicks out and she's ready to rock and roll. And then the voice of Sidious. So, th-
1: and the breathing of Vader at the same time. Oh, yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the exact
1: same time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's those Ooh. things that actually throw in some pretty big from the sound of it. Anyway, some pretty big story nuggets from uh, the new film. And, yeah, what did you make? So let's discount like the the first two-thirds of the trailer because that's all previous films. We've we've seen all that stuff. It's lovely, emotional, all that stuff. Let's focus on the last 20 seconds, because that's the meat and potatoes of of what we can expect. So first out the trap then. Ray being essentially what looks like a dark side version of herself. Now, do you think that this is story stuff? Or do you think this is future vision force vision stuff because a lot of people everyone's so divided on that it's like is she going to end up as uh, uh, is Ray and Kylo going to end up switching roles essentially by the end of the film or is this just a vision of what could happen to Ray? what do you reckon
1: well I think it's very clear that Kylo is on a redemption path to echo echo the um That's Vader storyline, the potential fall of Luke storyline. Each Skywalker male has been redeemed throughout each trilogy. That's, you know, Luke just didn't get quite as far as the rest of them. Um, So I think when you look at it through that lens, I think this is probably a bait and a switch. I mean, they're not going to give away a huge story. Spoiler. No chance. No chance. Mm. So it's either something from the past, which I doubt, or it's, it's, it's a vision of a potential future, or a future that comes to pass, albeit not in a way that we expect, i.e. something like one of the bloody Palpatine clones, Cisius clones, whatever. I feel like that's maybe a stretch to explain cloning to people, but Attack of the Clones happened. You know, you got to assume that people know about this stuff in Star Wars lore. So I don't know, man. I think it's Occam's razor for me. It's the simplest simplest solution is normally the right one. And I think as a storyteller, especially a Star Wars storyteller, coming off the back of The Last Jedi and you're J.J. Abrams, you have got to please the fans. You've got to make them shout like when, spoilers, Captain America caught the hammer. You've got to make them shout like that. And Dark Ray ain't going to do that unless <laughs> unless it's a redemption arc for her as well. But, you know, is one film enough time to to, to, to depict a fall and then a rede- redemption with enough, enough emotional impact? I don't know. Um, so m- I'm edging my bets on a vision of a potential future. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that, bud. I reckon this is... I can't see... One of the things that Star Wars has always done in every film with Revenge of the Sith taken out of that, maybe uh, they've always done is really ram home that idea of a a, a positive message in every film. Uh, It's not the kind of franchise that's going to end the entire saga and Ray's story. However, that fits into the Skywalker story. It's not the kind of franchise that ends on downers and bad stuff and, because it's it's because George Lucas has always said that the Star Wars filmed is, you know, whether you like it or not, it's aimed at kids, you know, predominantly. It's a kids thing, and it's all about positive messaging and that those old myths and tales that he took from when he first wrote the story. So I can't see Star Wars ending with Ray turning to the dark side and, and all that jazz. It just doesn't seem to fit the whole vibe that Disney and Lucasfilm are about. And also the character, if you think about the character since The Force Awakens, she's she's always she's always come across as really strong, you know, a real strong character and doesn't seem like the kind of character that would fall to the dark side. I, I think she might flirt with it a little bit in certain bits, but I'm with you, mate. I think this is a vision, a potential future that one of them can see. Potentially not Ray. maybe someone else is seeing this, for her future. I don't know. Um, But the other thing to bear in mind as well is if, if this, if this is a a vision, is this the dark side trying to trick Ray into, into thinking like, you know, this is, this is your end. This is how the story ends. So just embrace it and accept it. And let's crack on. Let's not fight about it. You know, let's just accept your fate and stuff. So but I also think you're right in that they wouldn't just drop a massive story thing in a trailer. I think they're just teasing this and getting everybody talking so that when you do get round to watching it, you're like, ah, clever. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, JJ. And I like it.
1: Big time. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think you're right, mate. I think it's it's exactly exactly that. Um and, and you know, I kind of admire them for doing it. I think it would be the same with with Sidious Palpatine. I think I think it would be a Like, I hope it's not too much of a complex story. I want it to be simple and play to his smarts. You know, we talked about the voiceover. And I want this to be part of his plan. Like, this guy is, you know, he's an evil genius. He's he's the master of patience. I don't want this to be some convoluted series of actions that he didn't have a part in. Like, I want it to be, how the heck did we not see this? (laughs) Like, what? this guy is an app. This is a masterstroke. Like, how did we not see this. Um because it's you know the Jedi have always been fairly naive. They've always been portrayed as fairly naive. Um you know it gets a bit dark in Dark Disciple and a few of the other places, but they're pretty naive. You know, Yoda was was very naive, you know, Windu very naive and and Sidious played that and I just want that to be the case again. Like one final badass villain to Make sure that the, the, the saga goes out with the real bang because he's been the bad throughout this entire thing. Um, so I really hope they get that back. I'm going to put you on the spot here as well. Yes or no, do you think we will see Hayden Christensen? No, interesting. How do you think they'll deal with that then? Because it sounds like they're trying to wrap up a bit of Anakin as well. The 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 Vade the of um sounds, the breathing is there, you know, it's supposed to connect everything together. How do you think they're going to handle that?
0: Hold on, do you mean will we see Hayden Christian as Anakin or as yes. in, in the Darth Vader costume, as Anakin? Um, yeah. I don't think so because that draws us into what you alluded to a minute ago that it's we've got to do everything in one film. So I just think, because there's a bunch of characters already with stuff going on, so unless they do it as another vision of some sort, then he... He might be. So, he could be. What do you you reckon? Yay or nay? I reckon nay.
1: I don't think we'll see him outside of flashbacks. I do think we're going to start to see maybe a bit of time travel on this. You reckon? I think we're going to... Yeah, I think, you know, how can you connect a story or eight chapters of a story to the ninth one without retrospectively somehow revisiting that? Um, Whether that's visions and you know, the world between worlds, maybe. I don't know if that's going to be brought in or some other version of that where there's a portal and you can see through into different slots of time. I don't know. But I just feel that... I feel time will play a part. Time will play a part. and I I don't know how, whether it's visions, whether it's physical, actual time travel or... I don't know. Honestly, don't know, but I, I I I think they have to tie it up somehow, and people are they've got to give people the payoff that they expect, and the only way to do that is to acknowledge that Qui Gon Jinn killed this person, which then led to this happening, and then this. You know, I, I don't see how they can fulfill it all if it's just Luke Skywalker training Ray. Let's be honest. I like Ray, but I don't feel like I felt about Anakin and Luke about mm-hmm. Ray. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll do it as a Back to the Future thing. You know, at the end of... Was it the end or the beginning of Back to the Future too? You know, when Marty drives off, you know, they, the successful weather experiment, the lightning strikes mm. a DeLorean and then you see the trails of fire and then Doc's just standing there. And then in the distance, you see Marty run back round the corner. You know, he's gone back and visit. Maybe like Vader's lobbed Sidious over the, over the balcony. And then Luke's dragging him off, and then Sidious just walks back round the round the corner, in his robe still, and he's all good. He's like, Haha, like time travel, dude. Time travel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the new ending of Return of the
1: Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I love that time travel, bitch, with a little like kind of West Side
0: sign on his fingers.
1: You yeah. Finger. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, that would be extremely comical, but. It might be a cool way for Sidious to come back. Cause he's back, isn't he? we have to agree on that. He's back in some shape or form. They can't big it up this much. And then all we're gonna have is just like his voice cackle at the end credits. He's back in some yeah, shape. And what
1: like what I hope about this with with, with Palps as well is that like I hope he's genuinely back. Like I hope this is not a bait and switch like, well, it's a clone. Mm. Or well it's uh it's a robot like he did the old androids, or this is um, me talking through someone else's, but pa- like, I don't want any of that crap. I want him to be a badass masterstroke mother, where he's just back and he's like, guess what? Little green dude, never saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked me you have. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want him to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I just want him to be a badass and just, no, no, like, yeah, we said that, but we're
0: explaining
1: it like this. Just look, this was on this this was on him
0: he's that good well he is the master manipulator isn't he if you think about his first appearance at the beginning of the phantom menace it took us 3 films for him to actually reveal himself at the end and the way that he manipulated anakin and all that stuff so he's he definitely plays the long game so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of character for him to be back and then like you said, his master stroke is explained and revealed and stuff. And yeah, so it wouldn't... I don't think that would come as a shock to anyone because he's such a... I know I'm, I'm with you, mate. He's such a good character, such a great, badass character. And that if they're going to bring him back, then bring him back. You know, let's not have him as a force ghost having a pee. Let's just bring him back like proper. Force lightning yeah. out the fingers the whole lot. Or
1: if you're going to have a force ghost... Make him an absolutely badass force ghost that's throwing down with other force ghosts. You know, you've got an Obi Wan, you've got, a, you've got a, a Skywalker there. You know, get, I'm imagining some kind of, okay, this guy's got to do this thing to put his essence back into his body. And you've got the force ghost of the Jedi pulling the force ghost of Palpatine back while he's trying to get into this physical form. And Kylo and Rey are striking down the physical form. And it's just this big melee action. I'd be like, I'd be well up for that. Well up for that. Ain't gonna happen, but I'd be well up for it.
0: There you go, JJ. It's not too late. We've still got three months reshoots. And
1: for the same reason, this is why we should have written Justice League. Exactly. Yep. I still think we could have done a better job of that. Never mind anyway. We 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 live and learn, don't we? <laughs>
0: there aren't there aren't well there aren't many people that couldn't have done a better job. Let's
1: be that honest. That's true, actually. Yep. Yeah, oh, God, let's not talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we think of that little uh, kind of saga sequence trailer. I think it does a wonderful job of just reminding us that this is part of a bigger universe, and which it was obviously to activate the nostalgia in us all, and it absolutely bloody worked. So well done, Star Wars. You got us. You absolutely got us. Right. Let's talk about the random spotlight. Now, guys, you picked this one, as you inevitably do, because you're better at uh, planning than I am. And you picked something that is a staple of the Star Wars universe that often goes unchecked, goes unnoticed, um, but does play a a pretty pivotal role. And that is the 2-1-B surgical droid. Now, we've seen these dotted around forever. There was one in, I think, was there one in A New Hope? Was yeah? uh, maybe one in A New Hope? There was the one... That's not the one behind the bar, is it? Um
0: <laughs> trust you. To, is it behind the bar?
1: No, honestly. Like is it? <laughs> it's not, is it? No. It might be. No. Well, are you sure?
0: Uh, I'm going to google this. I'm 50% sure.
1: Oh well that's no bloody good to us, is it? <laughs> but anyway, they've been dotted around. We've seen him in Empire. Um, we've seen him in in the Clone Wars. Um they they kind of play this background role. Honestly, it actually says here, one became a barman. I'm not even kidding you. Look, one droid became a bartender at the cantina
0: on Tatooine. I don't think I oh, really I don't think we see it in the film though, do we? Do we?
1: No, it can't be. It must be it must be like something else that I've seen that in.
0: Yeah. I don't remember seeing that behind the bar, serving drinks.
1: You, you can imagine that, can't Yeah, I got out of the old medical game, didn't pay well enough. The hours what were you- a nightmare.
0: <laughs> well, if you think about it, the owner of the cantina was a bit of a dick towards droids, wasn't he? We don't serve there, can't yeah. So I don't think he's up for having non-human people or non-synth, well, you know what I mean. Droids are barred. It does, it
1: says it. Right, I'm going to read this from Star Wars, right? Chalum's Cantina, also known as the Moss Eisley Cantina, was a drinking and dining establishment located in Moss Eisley. And then the quote is, the usual best freighter pilots can be found here. It's a, it's a little rough, from Obi-Wan to Luke. And uh, <laughs> that might be something we dug from the old Asquith Brain archives, that man.
0: <laughs> Uh Okay, well, I've got some, I, I think this website is, Quite good. You know, Wikipedia, those guys are normally pretty hot on their facts and stuff. So the timeline that, because they list out every single appearance that this droid has appeared and it's been in the clone wars like a billion times. But then in terms of films, it was in revenge of the Sith. Then it was in solo. Then it was in some star Wars rebel stuff. Then rogue one. And then it just goes straight to, the Empire Strikes Back, which is his first oh, okay. appearance, like on in film. So there's no mention of a New Hope, but maybe, yeah, I don't know. It could be. I don't nah. know.
1: You can just imagine him calling the droid up. So this is a droid, it's a droid. It's not an actor or CGI. It's just this is a droid that works and is an actor. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "We need you for an extra scene on these on these remasters." Thinking, get you in for a day, thirty-five quid. Give you some WD-40 as well. What do you say? And he's like, all right, <laughs> I'm in for this. But no, in all seriousness, these uh, they, these guys have been around for a while. And they're, they're one of those interesting things, and this is why it's a great random spotlight and really great pick, dude, is like, they genuinely are like, they're the guys that fix up Ahsoka. They're the guys that fix up um, Ezra in Rebels. They're the guys that fix up Padme in Clone Wars. And they're just, they're sort of that background noise that you never really recognize, but they just serve this vital part of, of the law, you know. They're the blue milk of droids, dude.
0: They are, yeah. That's why I've selected this one because, for that very reason, dude. I was going to say that the um they don't play a pivotal role in any of the story arcs in any of the animation series or any of the live action films, but they are a key. They're one of those droids that you instantly recognise as being a droid from Star Wars, but you don't necessarily remember exactly what scene they might be from the, the first time I remember seeing it was according to this anyway, is the first appearance is, you know, when Luke gets his ass kicked by the wampa and then we see them mm-hmm. back at the base on Hoth, the rebel base, rebel base. They, um, he's in the big back to tank getting fixed. And it's this droid that's like monitoring his recovery and all that jazz. So I remember seeing that and thinking, Oh, they look cool in a similar way. You remember in a new hope when C3PO and R2 are, on the Jawa's sand crawler and they're up in that section when all the other, it's like a Frankenstein's lab of all different droids. There's that one droid that's talking to them like you're a feisty little one. It's that droid as well. Other than that scene, you wouldn't know what type of droid that is. You you don't really see them again, but you instantly know what it is from Star Wars. And that's what's cool about this droid is that, you know, you, you know, it's from, from that universe but you're not really too bothered. You're like, oh, he's a medical droid. But I think they look really cool. They've got a very cool, classic, really old school android look about them. Like whoever designed these, I don't know if it was a Ralph Macquarie thing or another one of the designers originally, but they've just got a real old school, classic androidy look about them. Something that's, it, it reminds me of something that was in a science fiction show years before Star Wars. So they've got that classic feel to them. So, uh, Yeah, I like him, dude. And I think there's a bunch of stuff, like uh, some story around him in some of the legends, bits and bobs, but I haven't delved, you know, like I said, nobody's ever going to dive into their backstory too much because they're a bit insignificant to the whole saga, but I like him.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That analysis of the uh, the design of him, dude, it's definitely like a Buck Rogers um, kind of uh, you know lost in space style. Wow, look at that! We need to design a robot that's kind of relatable. So let's just chuck all this stuff on it. Let's like you know let's put this hose on his on his face and make that. L- yeah, it, it's, you're right. It's got that design where it's of its time. But that's I actually it's a really good point, I do. Like that's that's a real strong part of the Star Wars charm. And I think we saw this beautifully in Rogue One. Like they never, they've never felt the need to update that. You know, they've never felt the need to update the screens. You know, we've still got that old three D Atari feel to it. They've never felt the need to shave the mustaches off people just and hope no one notices. (laughs) Um, It's 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 a very charming Star Wars thing that they do. Um, which is kind of understand the era that, era that it was that it was born in, and that's a really good point, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that had you not said
0: that. I think um, I think they're all around, or there's a couple of them in the chamber when Anakin's being built as Darth Vader. I think we see a couple of them in that chamber there, which is kind of cool. And then we see them when Luke's being with. See, this is this is the the cool storytelling. That's good, you know. You see that, that same droid, that same droid when Anakin's being fixed, and then years later when Luke's being fixed, same droid. Come on, come on, dude. This is why I freaking. I wonder love if there's
1: it. one there when I wonder if there's one there when Finn's being fixed up as well, and when he's out of it. Maybe. Yeah, that's yep. there's some there's some serious uh, d- yeah, I would have never looked at that, dude. That's some serious symmetry and some attention to detail. Do you know what? The Star Wars story group does an absolutely unbelievable job of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're the best in the world. Here. I know Marvel gets credit for doing that sort of stuff, but honestly, Star Wars has been doing this stuff since since before Spider-Man was in was was in was in big big trainers, you know. Yep. He's it's just the way that they connect everything through. And I think certainly with this new kind of like legend stuff, some of the stories are outstanding, but the connectivity of all of this new literature is absolutely phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. So, yeah, that, that's a really good shout, that dude. Well done. That's a that's a bloody good find,
0: mate. That's why the random spotlights are rocking and rolling. We love it.
1: And that's why you are the Jedi Master. I'd like to see you in some robes, actually, mate.
0: That'd be all right. Yeah. Some yeah. Kenobi robes, maybe.
1: Yeah, some Kenobi. Yeah. I'm going to get you a brown dressing gown for Christmas.
0: As long as it's a, an official one, yeah. I don't want you to skimp on me. Just buy me some, literally just a brown-coloured dressing gown and just say, look, this kind of looks like it. You're not going to cheap just, on me, man. I'll
1: just buy you that and a torch and be like, look, I got you an Obi-Wan outfit. <laughs>
0: That's like you buy your kids, like like he's when your kid's like four, like he won't know the difference. He, he doesn't know what, yeah. you know, an official Obi-Wan Kenobi robe looks like. Just get him a little brown dressing gown. He'll be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guess what? Star Wars Santa coming your way, brother. You're Can't the Santa.
0: Here yeah, we go. It all fits. Yeah, we'll see, we should perform our own story group. Connect everything on the podcast. The podcast story group. Come on.
1: All right. You can be. Uh, you can be Dave. I'll be Phil. Together we are Dave only. That's it. Uh, Beautiful. Oh, That's. P- we should yeah. get paid
0: for this. I'm sure. They're just rolling I'm off the sure. tongue.
1: But yeah. One day someone will discover us and be like, "Do you know what we need in our lives? What? this comedy Ricky Gervais will discover it it'll be like we're doing it wrong all these years this is what I need
0: yeah and then we'll do like a David Brent tour we'll do like the universities and there'll be just three people there who are just there because they're bored anyway and we're just sat there chatting crap about and stuff Because
1: they, they thought it was Keith Chegwin, not us yeah. they turned up on the wrong night yeah. Oh, Cheggers yeah <laughs> well on that note let's stick a pin in it dude it's been good to be back I've missed you last week. It was uh, it it was it was not half the fun to do a solo show. So thanks for the session, dude. It's always a pleasure. And for you guys listening out there, thank you so much for supporting us. It means the world to us. And if you do want to chuck a book at Spark of Rebellion and just get your hands on some swag, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion and give us a little nudge on Twitter. With what you thought of this episode, what's your favorite droid? What do you think about This new saga wrap-up trailer. Just let us know what you're thinking over on Twitter. Search for Sparkle Rebellion and hit us up. And as usual, if you want to help other Star Wars fans just like us and just like you to find the show and to get involved, please give us a rating and review in whatever app you are listening to this podcast on right now so thank you so much for joining us and Gaz, always a pleasure dude thank you so much
0: yeah thank you man it's good to be back mr as i said thank you very much to all of our listeners who have subscribed in some shape or form it's all good thank you very much to our patrons who have supported us thus far we love you guys we will see you next week for episode 23 until then have a good week and may the force be with you always